Is it possible for a movie to simultaneously have a very strong message while also having no message whatsoever? Yeah. Jamie? Yep. Let's go watch The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast. We talk about a movie from the 80s every two weeks. I'm one of your two hosts. My name's Doug McCambridge. And with me, as always, is Jamie Lorello, who I think, Jamie, when she goes to the doctor for the first time, is she your height then? <laughs> no. Still not. Oh, okay. Because she's 5'7", right. and I'm 5'. Wait. Oh, she's 5'7 the first time she goes to the doctor? I think so, because she used to be 5'9", and then she's 5'7". I thought she was 5'1". What are you? Are you 5'1"? I'm 5'2". Let's be generous, right? I did not even mean that as a joke to start the podcast. (laughs) I was legitimately asking you if that height made you think of your own height. I don't know, but... You're being hurtful right now. You're being very hurtful. No, you're not at all. You're not at all. I, uh... I, uh, this movie is very early eighties for us. 1981, right? Yeah. And cause I, and does it look like it was 1970? It felt very seventies. It felt very seventies. And I, oh. I, I did see it when I was a, a, a wee little kid, when I was sure. a small kid and it's interesting cause then I'd never seen it till now. Uh-huh. So it was crazy. The things I remembered, which uh-huh. wasn't much, but what I did remember and then the big things that I forgot. Um, and then the things, uh, to some of the things that I was kind of inspired by as a little kid, I think. Cause, oh, really? Yes. Okay. Like, All right. Yes, we'll get into it. Yeah. I was very surprised because the the icon, the cover of this, yeah. which might be the movie poster. I'm not sure, but I don't think it is. When I was on Amazon renting this to watch it. Mm-hmm. There was a picture of a tiny Lily Tomlin yeah. and a slightly larger gorilla. Oh, yeah. And you're like, where does this gorilla come in? Yeah. I was like, I can't wait till she meets a small gorilla in this movie. <laughs> that doesn't happen. No. This movie turns on a dime, becomes a different movie for about 20 minutes and a very different yes. movie for about 20 yes. minutes. Yes. There's, so I, I broke the movie out in chunks because I watched one half of it. Oh, really? Well, I, I, okay. Because I, when I was watching the one half, I was starting to get sleepy and it was such a crazy movie that I'm like, I'm going to give this not a fair shot if I watch the right. rest of this with a sleepy mindset. I'm going to be like, and I'm glad because I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but I was more refreshed so the second time around I'm like, oh, oh, um. So anyway, yeah, I watched it in two chunks and this first half is, and I was expecting all of the crazy action and like 
at times during the first half of this movie, it's almost like it's about to become like a musical comedy or something, right? Yes. And you never know when a little song or a jingle or all these, like when they have the thing with the glue and the washing machine, like what? It's just this crazy antics. Yeah, I thought this could have been and maybe should have been a musical. I, I would have liked to have some song and dance. Lily Tomlin just break into song yeah. at certain times. It's kind of like that goof, like, again, goofy, that 80s vibe where, like, now we're going to throw some talking orangutans or talking gorillas, or they're not talking, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, we're going to just toss some animals in there at the end, and uh-huh. then... Um, when we saw an orangutan, my head almost exploded. <laughs> you were like, no! Because I was like, I think this is three movies in a row now where we should... Oh, and when, I, when the movie was over and the credits were rolling... Uh-huh. On Amazon Prime, a list of movies, a bunch of movies popped up, and it says, we recommend number one movie, Going Ape. Right yeah. there. Yeah. I could see where Going Ape and this movie were sure. kind of on the same, like, A good pairing, a good yeah. double feature, mm-hmm. if you if will. If you will, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So this is, uh, so first of all, we have new, we have two new patrons, but I'm going to push them off. I'm going to push, push them, them off. off to the next episode because this is all about one single patron. That's and right. that is our wonderful patron, Michelle, Hi, who Michelle. last year had us watch Midnight Madness, uh-huh. which was crazy, goofy uh-huh. fun. And this is what she came up with this year. Yeah. Good job, Michelle. Always, always on the, I, I, I like the way you think. And and again, this and not again, but this and Midnight Madness, they don't seem to be the same movie, but they do have a similar feel yeah. in just this nonsense goofball. But even this movie wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be. It, it was very <clears throat> serious at times, huh. but then it wasn't as serious as it could have been. I know this movie was trying to say something. I don't think yeah. it's Yeah, in the beginning, that was another thing. In the yes. beginning, I was like, oh, I see where we're going with this. How very poetic. She's a shrinking woman. She's a housewife. She's getting smaller in her identity. And like you said at the end there, when she comes to for that speech, I thought yes. certainly she's going to make some comment about the women in society or, or at least the the consumerism and products and but no, she's just like, see ya, go and get smaller. You take care of the gorilla. Bye. And yeah. that's where it's like, oh, okay, so it's not going to be that movie. So you have to figure out which movie you want to be on board to right. see. But it's weird that it's weird that at the very end, yeah. it says it's not going to be this movie. Yes. Like, I mean, yes. that's within the last minute of this yeah. movie where it's not going to be this movie. It's not that funny. So what? kind of a movie is this? I really think it was just to get uh, for Lily Tomlin to be able to play in a myriad of her characters. I mean, were you so excited to see Charles Grodin, by the way? I was thrilled to see (laughs) Charles Grodin. I wrote it like it takes a whole page up in this tiny little notebook because I was like, Charles Grodin! Exclamation point, exclamation point, turn page. Okay. And I was thrilled to see him. I was thrilled to see his hair. That great hair. This, This... 70s look that this movie has is bananas. Oh, yeah. Like, the pastels that are everywhere in this house. Yeah. It's crazy. I do think my favorite character might be their maid. Oh, Uh, Concepcion? Concepcion. (laughs) 
Every time her name came up, I was like, I don't, that's not a name, right? Like, that's just conception. That's not a person's name. I love it. I love, I love when she goes through her crazy phase after yes. all. Her crazy phase, which comes out of nowhere. Cause even Lily Tomlin's like, oh, this even got to conception yeah. too. And I'm like, well. What got to her? Shouldn't she be doing more work since you're tiny? Well, she that's seems what to I be understand. living life. Why does she still have to? Well, I guess because she is the, again, more comments could have been made to the fact that she's, st- first of all, she has a housemaid. She has a housemaid. She has a housemaid. Conceptual. And she, for all we know, is a housewife. Yeah. She never talks about a job or anything like that. No. I got a little bit of the Goonies made vibe off of Concepcion. Remember the remember the made in the Goonies? <laughs> yeah, who couldn't yeah, speak yeah. English and, yeah. and everybody mouth would freak her out by because he could speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, yes. Yeah, so thank you, Michelle. Uh, we're super excited. Um, you know, I'm not saying we love any patrons more than others. We don't. We love all our patrons. We love sure. everyone who listens, even if you don't donate. But our fifteen dollar patrons. We might love them a little yeah, more. Yeah, a little more love. Kind of like I like the kid in this movie who dressed up in Halloween costumes. Oh my god, crazy Halloween kid. costumes! How fun! I and here's the other thing about this movie, and eventually we'll talk about the actual movie. But I again, the idea of this marginalized housewife, and and I understand that that's sort of what the movie's saying, mm. but also. She doesn't seem that put upon. I thought her kids were going to be totally shitty. They're not. They're perfectly fine kids. Like, and I thought Charles Grodin was going to be this dickhead asshole husband who only cares about work. We don't really see much of that. Like, her friends and neighbors and family seem so supportive. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't understand. I guess that's like, oh, this could happen to anybody. Shrinking, I guess. But also, she didn't seem at the end of her rope or anything like that. Oh, right. Like other characters we've encountered. Maybe like our friend Mary Steen, the one from the Christmas movie, oh, where yeah. she's like had enough. Right? You know the one I mean? Could you imagine? <laughs> Mary Steenburgen at normal size, her voice doesn't carry. If she were to shrink, no one would ever hear her again. She would fade away and blow off in the wind, and their family would have no idea this ever happened to her. <laughs> I'm in the garbage disposal. Can somebody help me out of the garbage disposal? I'm so angry about it. Oh, so I hate angry. garbage. I hate garbage so much. <laughs> I guess I'll, I could still make it to work on time if I get out of the garbage disposal. <laughs> I can still make it to my 12-hour shift at the grocery store. I'm super tiny, but I guess I can jump on the keys of the cash register now. <laughs> I love, I love this, this merging of these two movies that we've just made. Oh, All man. right. Well, anyway. <laughs> I'm so upset. My husband keeps making that bike for Molly Monaghan. Molly Monaghan doesn't even know how to ride a goddamn bike. She broke my window yesterday. I'm so mad. If I could, I'd take a long, hot shower. But we only have one bath. And I'm too tiny to get in it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ooh, I think we're having too much fun with this. We haven't even started. No. All right. All right. So, uh, but you're right. She is. She is not an angry housewife. Not like other angry housewives we have encountered. She does seem to be living a cush life. Now, I will say, in the beginning of this, first of all, the the opening is this very perverse: the the crackers and the cheese, and you just hear this voiceover of, "Put it in your mouth. Come on. Do you want some more? Just a little nibble." Yeah, I didn't know if it was supposed to sound perverse or just kind of gross or like, I don't know. You know what's happening. Like, you can tell because the guy's like, tell us it just tastes like regular cheddar cheese, but it's in a can. And come on. But then you're right. He's like, put this in your mouth. Oh, it's all gross. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't quite understand what they were I want to say that was here. some kind of commentary, maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out sure. on a limb here. Why not? And Did say, you notice that we see him at the end of the movie too? He's still oh, yeah. doing this. Yeah, yeah. He's this still is, there. This is his life. P.S. He's also the judge from, um, or the announcer. He's from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Do you remember? Oh, is he? Yeah. Because Carla walked in when I was watching this, just at the beginning, and then she rolled her eyes and left and never came <laughs> She's back. She's like, in. what? But yeah. she heard his voice and thought he was from Greece. But I will have to tell her because Girls Just Want to Have Fun is another one of her favorite movies. So I'll have to let her know that's where he's from. Yeah, that's where he's from. These people seem to hate it. Everyone he feeds it to hates it. Yeah, they think it's shitty. Well, I think in real life. I mean, what? Because he even says, like, it has a shelf life of 12 years. Like, what cheese should come out of a can? It just shouldn't. Um, Jamie, that's the point of this movie. That's what I'm saying. From the jump, it's just everything is terrible. Everything that's made for us is horrible. It's all killing us and or shrinking us. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous stuff, and they're not letting us know because it's it's marketing. Why would the one lady does very casually when he's like, "What does it taste like?" She's like, "Shit." Yeah. (laughs) It's the most casual response. I feel like that wasn't even an actress. That was somebody that just was like there. Well, the camera is very far away. Yeah. I mean, somebody is shooting this from the other end of the parking lot. Yeah. So there is a chance. They wanted that more these natural reactions, and that was right. it. She's. So when we first meet her, Pat, Pat um, I thought she had like six kids. I didn't realize there was only two. Because it's it a seemed little like confusing. there's a lot of people in this car yes. at the beginning. She's, yeah, she's in her station wagon driving her family home. There's like a giant fart that happens, and they have to air out the fart. And it, it seems I thought she had like I think like, there's two kids, and then Concepcion, who sometimes looks like a child. Oh, but wasn't she's so tiny? She's so tiny and thin. Unless she's wearing hot pants, I felt like yeah. She was one and of she the wears kids. black. She wears darker clothes. I think when she's not wearing her hot pants outfit. Um, oh, I could talk about that funeral for days. Oh, yeah. That funeral is puzzling. <laughs> Every level. It's like a garden. Why did they put a doll shoe that she was wearing in a box? I don't know. Like, they don't have any in other a match, article of in her a match clothing. Box too. Just in a, a matchbox, too. In a matchbox. Why are they burying her in the backyard? It's not like she lived her life as a tiny woman. Forever, I know. She was a normal-sized adult, and you're burying her in the corner of your backyard like a goldfish. And you don't even have her to bury, so you're burying a shoe of hers. You're 
burying basically like a Barbie sneaker. Mm-hmm. Even when they drive to her town, you meet her neighbors. It's, it's very strange. Everybody's outside, first of all. Great, everyone, get outside. I think that's super fun. But they're all like waxing their cars and yelling about feminine hygiene yes. to her <laughs> as she drives down the road very slowly. Uh-huh, waving to her neighbors. Oh, it's got a great name. I can't find it. Oh, well. Wow, you're really, okay. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. We'll get to it. We, we will. always get to we it. Will. And We've we- forgotten characters' names through most of our yeah, conversations. this is true. Well, we do know because they call her by name a lot. She's Pat. I think it's just to differentiate her from the 45 other characters she plays in this well, movie. Well, she does. Why does nobody comment that she and the neighbor look like the same person? <laughs> like, why doesn't, why isn't that a joke? Like, why isn't that played for laughs? Like, we, nobody ever, like, turns away and been like, are they sisters? <laughs> nobody ever Well, for, they that. do try to make them look, she doesn't have the bangs, she has the glasses. Judith is one of her characters, is another one of... Uh, sure. And Edith, Yeah, this is this, all... What was she on, laughing? Was that what she was on? Uh, laughing with was the laughing. With the switchboard lady yeah. and the little kid who Edith sat on the Ann. giant rocking yeah. chair? Yeah. I, I think, think that's where the motivation for this character came from, was the Edith Ann, but then Edith Ann can't be a little girl, so we'll make her into a woman. And this was the first of the scenes that I remembered, when Judith, the neighbor who really is Lily Tomlin, comes in and has her little briefcase and is selling all these, like, products, these, like, lady products. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like a, a like Avon up or of Mary Kay. Mary yes. Kay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember, that was when I... Because at the opening, I was like, I do not remember this movie. And then that, I was like, oh, yeah. That was my first. You know uh, Tim Burton probably likes this movie. This felt like Edward Scissorhands. Like, yeah. Like th- this part of this the movie mm-hmm. with the products, with all the pastels, mm-hmm. with the cul-de-sac. It mm-hmm. really did. To me, it just felt like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. It felt like uh, Winona Ryder's home and her weird Mary Kay mom and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And again, everything doesn't, nothing looks like the 80s. I think I said 70s, no, but some of this 70s. looks like 60s. Yeah. Some of the outfits, some of the hairstyles. Oh, I mean, yeah. She wears that pink dress. At yeah. One, I mean, I think it's supposed home. to be yeah. contemporary. It doesn't, nobody ever alludes to the fact that it is oh, yeah. 73 yeah, or yeah. anything. But no. yeah, with all the chemicals and everything like that, I think, I think it's. You know, I I would assume, and we were very young at this time, but yeah, I I I would assume that this was a thing that there was probably some pushback from, you know, many people being like, well, we shouldn't have all these chemicals, and we shouldn't spray hairspray in our hair, and we right. shouldn't be waxing our cars and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I could imagine it was it was probably a an issue of the day, but it was also new at the time that I think there was that that. We said, I ate cheese out of a can. Now I'm sure my mother is, like, disgusted by that. But at the time, it was delicious, and we all ate it, right. you know? It was a weird novelty. Yeah. It's like, look yeah. at this. Look at this stuff. Cheese in a can. Do you, do you um, because my my in-laws still use this, spray butter. Oh, yeah, just like I remember liquid the butter. butter. The spray yeah. Yeah. Yes. My kids love it. When they go over there, they're like, do you spray <laughs> butter? Just spraying because everything the they only can. Kids squirt, that are excited squirt. by butter. They're spraying their lollipops with spray uh, butter. They're like, "This is great." Yeah. <laughs> so she and Concepcion, who is her house 
made. Yeah. They have to, and this is the only time in the movie where the film sped up. Why? Oh, yeah, they like, do this montage this? of cleaning the kitchen. Of cleaning, yeah. I'm guessing that's because he's about to come home, right? Because I couldn't gotta, think of listen, either. you got to make like, that place look good, right? look good for Charles For Charles Grodin, right? Yeah, because he... <laughs> Yeah, so they do a they do this like sped up clean job on like the cabinets, like every part of the house. She's got some prankster funny kids. The one is dressed as a what is he? He's like out. She's like doing some paperwork or something, oh and my. he's like outside, <laughs> like just standing outside yeah. the window, dressed as like that a is, monster. That was actually kind of fun to see. He's dressed as like the creature from the yeah, Black there Lagoon, you go. Uh-huh. and he just like comes up in the window <laughs> so slowly. <laughs> She doesn't even turn to really look at him, just talks and is like, I don't have time for this crap right now. And he just like fades away, goes back down. And he does something else. He's like a spider. Yeah. Clever little kids. These. Oh, my God. When the kids listen to them have sex, I laugh. What is happening? Why are they doing that? Why are they so excited about their parents? Well, so Groden comes back. He was on the road, I guess. And it's funny. He brings them gifts. He brings um, he brings exploding gum. For the kids? Exploding gum. And I... I wondered if he got that from Pee Wee Herman's Magic Shop. Foaming. Yeah. Foaming at the mouth. And then he got her some kind of scarf. But these kids love it. The one kid's dressed like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle (laughs) to start this movie. Yeah. He also at one point has a a faucet stuck (laughs) to his forehead. (laughs) He's about to go to bed. That's how he sleeps. He's a pretty uh, kooky kid and I love it. I love it. Yeah. I like the Chips poster that the kids had. Oh, I didn't notice. Did they? (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. Oh, that's awesome. That's when she, and some of the heavy handedness of like chemicals are bad and housewives are, you know, mistreated and stuff like that. Some of it was way too heavy handed. Right. But sometimes it was done in such a fun way. I love how she sings her kids commercial. The bar of soap song. (laughs) Yes. I was like, oh, this is their bedtime routine. Uh-huh. They sing commercials. Uh-huh. She's got a whole little dance that she does with it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, she's got that weird pink dress. I don't know why it's weird. It's a cute pink dress, but I it's part of that pastel color thing. She's in this like bright pink dress when she's singing to them. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And then, yeah, they creepily, the parents are getting ready to kind of get it on, and they they kids are so well the kids are so into it like i think it's important to talk about charles groden and whatever his job is i want this job his job appears to simply be naming sex pot this he doesn't appear to yes he doesn't appear to develop products or do anything other than just come up with names for stuff does he help with the selling of it maybe because i don't know i mean he was on the road yeah but it's just kind of like, you know, his boss, Ned Beatty, at one point's like, see what you could do with this tube of glue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, Galaxy we already glue. invented it. Galaxy we already glue. designed yeah. it. Just your job He's is the He's the name. market man. He's got to figure out what you call it and then how you market it, but, I guess. But why don't we see at any point in this movie, like, I understand that that's a real job. Why don't we see him just sit down at a piano and just start going and being oh. like, mm, Galaxy Glue. Like, he could be the jingle writer. He could be the guy who creates the commercials or, you know, whatever. He could be the Don Draper of this <laughs> movie, I guess. But he just appears to come up with names. And most of the time, he doesn't even come up with the names. Well, sex pot? Sex, sex, pot? sex pot? Really? You're going to name your perfume Sex, sex pot. pot? Yeah. 
Didn't she come up with that name? She looks. She did. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. He doesn't do his job very well. Does he even come up with galaxy glue, or is it one of the other people at that swingers party? <laughs> I don't remember, but I think I think it was. I don't remember. But you're right. I'm not sure. <laughs> they just drop that vase. He's like, don't move. I got glue. Puts it back together. Stuff sticking. What is happening with that washer? We're not there yet, but I don't know what's going on in that scene. I think I might have zoned out for a second. And everybody's like and then everyone's clothes like at each other. All on and top of each other. And Concepcion's just screaming like a mad woman. Yeah, what is happening there? Right. I don't know. But anyway, we don't want to gloss over the fact that the kids are listening at the door. Yeah. And the girl's listening first, and the boy comes up and is like, are they doing it Yeah, yet? She's creepy. like, not yet. And then they listen some more, and I love how she turns around and looks at him, and they both smile and wink at They're each like other. They're, like, excited. I, I think if you, like, when you're a kid and you catch your parents doing it, aren't you like, oh, gross, they're doing it, right? They're like, You know, I guess these kids are just, they're just happy that their parents have a healthy sex life. I guess. Life. It's their, yeah, I guess. <laughs> And and this is what we see because she accidentally spills a bunch of this sex pot perfume all over herself. Right. That her shirt is like dissolving in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. She. I thought it was, is it the perfume? And then doesn't he have some other product that he's like, here, yeah. use this. She spills several things on, on the shirt. Yes. And then that's when we're supposed to see like, oh, all these chemicals should not mix. And, oh, she was yes. breathing in all those mm-hmm. kids' farts earlier and the, oh, the yeah, exhaust the from that farts. car and eating spray can cheese. And who the hell knows what they were cleaning the kitchen with. Yeah. So that's when we're supposed to go, oh, this is all toxic nonsense that and is something in her terrible system. is going mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I forgot they forced her to eat the cheese cracker. Right. And the movie is called The Incredible Shrinking Woman, so we have an idea of what might of be what happening. Of what might be happening, movie. right. The title titularly tells us of what is coming next. But yeah, her shirt disappears, or her dress, whatever, disappears. And then the next day, she calls him when he's trying to sell his whole sex pot perfume idea yes. at work. And her her biggest complaint is that she's her, her hands are shrinking and her dress is gone. No, her fingernails are shrinking, right? Yes. Yeah, it's just like, oh, my fingernails are, are a little bit shorter than before. And which is a weird thing to call yeah, anybody with yeah. in a panic about And she's that. like, and have you seen my dress? It's just gone. Did you take it to the cleaners? I don't know. And he's kind of like, right. I'm in the middle of this sex spot yeah. thing. <laughs> Can you leave me alone? And this is when I thought, again, the whole first part of this movie feels almost like sketch comedy too like it's almost like this is like another sketch like a little sketch like oh the wife in the sex pot it just yeah it feels silly felt yeah this movie felt like like the first three episodes of a sitcom yeah that's that's what i felt like this was yeah fun and the third episode was very strange yes then they brought in the monkey and you're like, what's happening? And the weird lab guy. Yeah. And that lab guy is basically like shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yes. Woof, man. But I love when, um, when Charles Gordon pitches this, this idea of calling it sex spot to Ned Beatty, he's like, huh, makes you think of sex and dope. I kind of like it. (laughs) And that's when he gives them the new glue account. Yeah. Yeah. He's moving on to bigger and better. Uh, what is this neighborhood meeting? There's like a neighborhood meeting that takes place. 
That's very And that neighbor is giving it to this older woman. Like, you don't clean up your dog's shit. I wrote down the dates and times. Yeah, Judith has been marking down. Again, this is when it's like we're in this sketch comedy. Now we're in this sketch with the neighbors complaining at having a neighborhood meeting. And mm-hmm. Judith. What's what's with this couple wearing matching blue sweats as well? Did uh-huh. you notice that the guy, uh-huh. the man and the woman, both in sweatshirt and sweatpants and they're both blue. But then we never see any of these neighbors again. No. The girl who doesn't pick up her dog do, the couple. Nope. We don't see them mm-hmm. again. We just get to hear how Judith is watching the neighborhood. And, uh, yes. I don't but know. But again, for no reason. It's just so somebody can knock over a vase. Yes. And Charles Grodin puts it back together. And then you have to explain the laundry room. In my notes, I just wrote, what's happening in the laundry room? Well, again, I don't know. So uh, this neighborhood meeting, this, this, this uh, what do you call it? The swingers party. Um, yeah. yes. This happens, I guess, at their house where the yeah, vase no, breaks, right? House. And yeah. the vase mm-hmm. breaks. And then the glue somehow got <laughs> on all of their hands. Or okay. in the wash, so maybe I don't know, because that's what happens. I didn't know either, but I guess the glue. Now they're all sticking to the laundry and then each other because the galaxy glue is that strong. Concepcion's got her carpool friends waiting for her at the door. I don't know if you remember that. What? <laughs> Do you remember that? No, her carpool friends. Where's she going? She's got to go home from her shift, and there's like a group of Mexicans at the door. Oh my god! And then no she's idea. like, because oh, we forget to mention that um, Lily Tomlin or Pat, the character, is doing a narration of this story of her story of the incredible. Occasionally, thing. yeah. Occasionally, she's filling us every in time on it things. comes up. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this was a thing. Yeah, because I mean, there are twenty to twenty-five minutes between each time she does narration. Well, she narrates when she says, "In Concepcion's carpool, people were wait." Anyway, so yeah. I can only imagine they finished the movie and then they watched it and they went, we got to get Lily Tomlin. We better explain some of these things, yeah. What the hell's going on over there? Why are there a bunch of Mexicans at the door? (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. It's not in the script. We got to bring Lily Tomlin in to narrate this thing. She'll narrate it. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll get it. We'll get it squared away. Then they watch an actual... So this... I, it's almost like a silly commercial, like a Galaxy Glue commercial that they do. But then they actually watch a real Galaxy Glue commercial on the TV, right? While they're having right. breakfast. So, yes. So I. So again, I'm just wondering how much time are we supposed to think is passing? I don't know. Is how time much shrinking? is she shrinking? Because he just gave him this glue and they made a whole commercial. Yeah. But anyway, she is finally... Like I like visibly it. Visibly shrinking. Go ahead. Well, she's pouring him coffee and the coffee pot thing breaks. I guess it wasn't glued together right. And he makes a comment to her because she's all, I guess, again, she's like, you know, she's shrinking and the glue is, I right. don't know. She's kind of a mess. And he goes, are you dieting again? <laughs> anyway. I do like the idea that it's just like, oh, there's housewife all day. Yeah. Diet pills uh-huh. she's taken already. <laughs> But so this, she, she goes. Is she is shrinking. She goes to the doctor yes. to get it medically proven. Mm-hmm. She is goes from five seven to five five. I love it too. And and her bathrobe is growing on her. It's like the longest yes. sleeve. So in order to like establish that she's shrinking, they just take <laughs> an X ray of her chest. Yep, yep. Please do. <laughs> and then it appears he drew outlines on it with chalk. Yeah. And was like, "Yep, this is look how at big that. It you're was. shrinking." <laughs> yeah. Look, you were bigger. And now you're smaller. 
width-wise as well. Yeah. In case you, you didn't notice the height right, change, right. you're shrinking width-wise. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the does. facts the doctor gives her. He's like, yeah, I don't, we're, we're going to have to send you to the ver- University of the Unexplained because yeah, I can't right, explain yes. it. Yeah, the University of the Unexplained. If anybody has an explanation, <laughs> they do. <laughs> okay, I guess that's a joke. It's a pretty good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then they they send her here, and now they run all these crazy tests on her, and we see like yes, a little montage a of her testing montage. Right. Yes, and this is also like when she gets in the car. Then after all these tests with Charles Grodin, that's when he's like, "Listen, I will support you. I will be here for you. Don't worry about the kids. Everything's great." And I'm like, she has such a great support she system. Does. Like at no time, I was ready for. You know, like Concepcion to like come on to her husband, or at some even point. when she's feeling salty that she would, but she he's like kind of like, what are you doing when she's yeah, dancing he's all like, around Why the are kitchen, you dancing yeah. around, yeah, yes. So there's no there's no familial tension in this no. movie, and I'm not saying you need it. I know it's a comedy, but I don't know. I wanted to feel that she was more a victim of something other than just chemical reactions. I see. <laughs> you know I see. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. It was. I mean, it's, you know, it's good for her because at the end, you know, everybody's happy. She's happy, happy to be back to like, her oh, family. It's a great yeah. Family. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad nothing too terrible happened. But you wonder then if she went back, like the incredible shrinking woman, too. Oh, well, we know what it alludes to happening. Like, does she go no GMO and organic after that? Is she like, listen, we only shop at Whole Foods now and I don't take any yeah, chemicals I can see that. in here? And yeah. Maybe mm. that's what it gave rise to. You want it to mm. give rise to this disgruntled housewife. Nay, she was managing her housewife duties just right. fine. It's the chemicals and it's the, the chemicals. The, yeah. And the products that were being pushed on her as a housewife you know what? that she was Do really you think going this against. Movie is- very popular with anti-vaxxers. I, I, can, see I can see that. Digging yeah. this. I can see this being one of Jenny McCarthy's favorite yeah, movies. She could possibly. Possibly. But after all the tests are done and they're like, um, do you drink tap water? Do you, uh, you could possibly be anemic. Do you... Ever, basically everything she does, they conclude. Every... I do like it. There's several questions that... One, Charles Grodin asks for me. Yeah. And the other one I had to ask myself later when they say, could you possibly be anemic? And Charles Grodin's like, you did all those <laughs> tests for days and you don't even know if she's anemic? <laughs> and later on, the whole thing is like, we need to get her blood. And I'm like, what were you yeah. doing with those tests? You never I don't, I don't understand that either. Like the bad guys <laughs> just need her blood. But they keep yeah. letting her, watching her shrink. You... They put her, they sedate her. They give her a shot to sedate her, but they never <laughs> take her, her blood. Move her to a different facility, put her in what appears to be a hamster cage, <laughs> and have never taken her blood. Wait till she wakes up and then try to grab her. And again, we're, and is it just her blood? There, my, um, my husband was like, did they ever find the antidote? I'm like, that wasn't, they were never looking for the antidote. They never said was there was anything the they could do to cure her. They were just like, yeah, I think these products are making you shrink. And then they're never trying to cure her. Even later, it's not about her um, finding a cure for this shrink, shrinking thing. It's about her marketing herself as the shrinking woman more and making a doll out of herself or going in yes. for... And she refuses to do... She does a couple of interviews, but she doesn't want to do many. She doesn't want to... She just wants to live her normal life and fry giant pieces of bacon for her yeah. 
And at, <laughs> I love the bacon. That was pretty funny. Um, and at the end, she has a perfect chance to expose this yeah. evil corporation. And she leaves and it up to Shaggy to do. do it. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you have that paper, right? Page 10. Yeah, you have that paper. Bye, everybody. And everybody just turns away. Like, nobody goes, there's a gorilla in the parking lot of the grocery no. store. Well, that does cause a hoopla. That's why all those liquids get tossed around anyway. And then those liquids right. are what make her grow again. It's- but. This is so crazy. But anyway, so they do all these tests on her. And I like how the doctor had just just has his desk full of personal products that she's used. Yeah. She's walking around going, so look, you put this in your body and you do this and you do that. And this is this. And she's like, I don't even think I use that stuff. Like, it's pretty funny. And I like it. And then he also concludes that it's, yeah, and it's probably because you have your own chemical imbalance that's happening yes. within you that's reacting right. to all of these products. So what is their plan? If we could just get into that for a second. Their plan is that they have all these chemicals that they know are bad. Then they're going to take her blood to figure out what's chemically going on inside of her to then shrink the world except for a few people for but, some reason. But I, so I, don't, I, think, I don't even think that it's a matter of the products anymore. I think that the bad guys really just want her blood. And again, I don't know why they wait till she's shrunk down to so little. But they want to shrink the world's population. Yes, yes. They want to shrink people for some reason. Yes. Like, I don't – is it just like a dumb world domination No, it's thing? like that Matt Damon movie. There's a Matt Damon movie that came out like a few years oh, ago where yeah. they're – It is like a – I could only imagine that movie's as dumb as Yeah, this oh, I think it's even dumber because it doesn't have the comic timing of Lily Tomlin and the That's beauty right. of Charles Grodin's hair. <laughs> I kind of want to see that movie now and just have like Charles Grodin make a cameo like as a tiny person. I hope he does. I hope he does. I didn't he see that movie. to tell Matt Damon a story about how years ago his wife right. shrank. Right. And it was the chemical. To answer your question though, I think that's what they want. They want to shrink the human race down for world domination purposes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. But all right. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, especially the guys that are the... And Ruth Ruth, one of the doctor's name is Ruth Ruth. Yeah, Ruth Ruth, played for laughs. <laughs> what really had me intrigued was, did you notice when they left this hospital? Oh, the box? The oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of nightmare is that? And they don't even notice it. They're like, they leave the hospital. They're going down the hospital stairs, kind of like courtroom stairs. They go down, right? Yeah. And they're care- somebody else is carrying this box up of a, like, sc- is there like a screaming woman in there? What's in it's there? It's a large box with holes poked in yes. it. A woman's arm is sticking out of it, flailing around, and she's just screaming in terror. And it's not, again, Lily, nobody notices it. It's just, it's like. Lily Tom and Charles Grodin, they're uh having their own conversation, Uh just walking right by this thing. And it is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And I just love how they're taking her into this, this mystery. What what do they call the place? What's the place called? Oh, unexplainable. It's like the University of Unexplainable Research or something. Yeah, I wanted to follow that woman. Yeah. I want to know I what her like, issue what is. is. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I do like it when they get in the car, like how bulky her clothes are. It doesn't last long because then suddenly she's wearing doll outfits or having her stuff, I guess, 
tailor made to her size. But I enjoyed the next few scenes where everything's just kind of hanging yeah, off of her. Yeah. And she always has to pull up her sleeves and stuff. Yeah. And of course, they telegraph the you know, as long as you wear this ring, blah blah. Oh yeah, course, yeah. The, the ring falls fall off, off, and now yes. she's like, oh yeah, because he tells her, "I'll mm-hmm. love you forever as long as this ring's on your finger." Yes. Um, and then she, she says something about, or no, he does start to get a little heated, like for the like he never gets yeah. angry enough that his company is marketing these products that are, as he says, hazardous to your size. It's. Right. But he falls for his boss is like, no, you just got to convince him that this is the, the people will want this. It's not a bad thing, but it is. Yeah. But she was told it, that the products are what's causing her to shrink and nobody ever stands up to that. Not even at the very end. Right. But it's not it's not as heavy handed as a lot of the weird jokes in this, because it's not as though he's really going at it. With Ned Beatty. It's no. kind of just like in the background. Like, hey, get your wife to uh, come to this place to have some tests done. Yeah, or, yeah. Hey, don't worry about the products. They're fine. Okay. Well, I don't think they are. Well, I think they are. And, like, they don't really, really have get a knockdown, no. drag out fight about it. Right. And immediately, she is now, they've taken those tests. They've done all those tests. Right. She's like three feet tall well now. now it's big news pat kramer the incredible shrinking woman like the news is all over her they're camping out outside of her house mm-hmm. and um then talking to her neighbors yes. talking to what's her name judy what's her judith. name what's her neighbor's name judith judith mm-hmm. okay then they have as she describes the supermarket incident and this oh. is when uh yes. lily tomlin is tiny or pat is inside of a, a grocery cart kind of like leaf like on the edge kind of like on the yeah sitting and judith takes her to the grocery store it's wonderfully done though i oh yeah it's when so she's fun. sitting there like it's this wonderful rear projection where we see judith behind her yeah. pushing the cart really really large uh-huh. she's in the foreground and you can tell it's rear projection because it's kind of grainy in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything but it's pretty good. I don't know what Judith is doing. She's picking up products and just reading. She's all of reading the ingredients. the ingredients. One thing because she of reads: the chemicals. There's bull, bull, semen bull scrotum. Something. Bull scrotum. In the, she's in the cereal yeah. aisle. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't like how Lily Tomlin plays this up as it will be forever known as the grocery store. Yeah. Incident. Yeah. Because it really. What's the incident that she puts you in a bag? You do much weirder things after that. You're living in a dollhouse. Later on, yeah. And a manger. And so why is this so well, significant? Well, this is the first. I shouldn't let it bother me, but it was, it really bothered me that I was supposed to think something great's about to happen. Oh, yeah. And in the end, I went, oh, they just went to the grocery store. Well, they went to the grocery store, and then there was too many people looking at her. It drew too much attention. Now, imagine sure. if you're a housewife, going to the grocery store is one of the things that you do, right? Oh. It's part of your thing. And now you're, again, she's like her little Edith Ann character. She's this little tiny thing inside of this cart. Judith's wheeling her around. Judith is realizing all these terrible chemicals that go into your body. They're getting stares at them from everywhere, and that's when all right. She's like, I got to go. And she then they're like, Judith is trying to like conceal her in this giant bag. And they stop her because they're like, come on, we know what you got in there. And she's got a tiny human. But again, it's not like the scene ended with the bag ripping and her falling out and everybody everybody points and erupts in laughter. It's just the guy running the grocery store goes, oh, uh, I'm sorry. 
Okay, have a great day, yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, all right. I understand that it's embarrassing. I understand that it's horrible, but it's not as bad as it could be. No, but this is where if we you're start. you're really trying to make this. Like the incident, deal. right. Yeah, yes. yeah, the, the supermarket yeah. incident issue. Well, then we get a little glimpse of how things are just going not so great because you're a shrinking woman and there's, there's no sex life when you're a shrinking woman. Charles <laughs> Grodin's reading a book. About marriage without sex. It's literally called marriage without sex. It appears that they just cut the words marriage without sex and put it on a Webster's Dictionary. Like the circle, Mm -hmm. the two circles. It looked like a Webster's Dictionary that was pink. Yeah. But yeah, like marriage without sex. Is that the name? Something like that. And then she doesn't put her kids to bed. This is when Concepcion does it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is when the kid does have the faucet on his head. Um Oh, Tasty Meadows. That's the name of the town they live in. Tasty oh. Meadows. See, it's a weird name. I like that. <laughs> I like that name. I really do. I'd love to live somewhere called Tasty Anything, really. <laughs> wow. Why does she continue to want to cook dinner? Like, why? Like, I understand she's like, I want to do these things. I want to be independent. I get it. But it's just for laughs. And they just like, watch just her. So I love how – and Judith comes over her. for dinner. Judith is always there and she's there for dinner. And she's trying to get like bowls out and dishes out and she's trying to climb up. And nobody, not even the kids are like, mom, you're the size of a mouse. Can we help you out a little bit? No. She's wearing those gigantic lifts on the bottom yeah. of her Yeah, she has the lifts on her feet. Concepcion, the housemaid, is there, and she isn't helping. I don't know what she's no. doing. She's off to the side Mm-mm. doing something. I don't. It's just so they can that we can laugh at her trying we to didn't balance need a giant bowl of salad I on her feel head. Like, like, no, Concepcion is doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, she clears the plates off the table one time and helps her clean the kitchen. And she does say a few times, like, "Leave it. Concepcion will get it." Yeah, but. And again, I was ready for Concepcion to just be shitty, but she's not. She's just doing her job. Yeah. yeah. She kind of hits on that guy. That's a weird scene. Well, too. that is all just the guy who distracts her by speaking Spanish yeah. for a little bit and then leaves. Yeah. And she doesn't even shrug or anything when he leaves. Like I expected her to turn around and mug at the camera, like mm, there goes another yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But no, just turns around and walks yeah. away with the little basket of flowers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I need basket of yeah, flowers. That they use later at the funeral. Did you notice? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, of course I noticed. Her pop- funeral was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> her popularity is increasing now, and she gets to go on the Mike yes. Douglas show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that, who is singing? Who's, is that Mike, who is that singing? It's, it's Mike, Mike Douglas. Douglas right? I, okay. I don't know anything about that was, again, before our yeah, time. Yeah. Like, it was pre-Johnny Carson, which right. I think was the first... The first late night talk show I have any memory of. Mm-hmm. Did he do that? Like, did he open every one of his shows with him singing a song? I don't know. But he sings a song about uh, little things mean a lot. Is the yes. song he sings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, little things mean a lot. Mm-hmm. I love her fan club. Yeah. Can we just yeah, she's got a fan club there. Ratty yeah, ass fan club that she's got. How <laughs> he's like? I think uh, there's a fan club over yeah. there. Yeah. And then we just see this. <laughs> Three people <laughs> run up to the camera and just start screaming and shaking They signs. love her so much. They do. <laughs> She's the incredible shrinking woman. She's got fans. 
She gets cut off even in this interview. He's like, we want to hear more about you <laughs> after this galaxy glue break. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen that on a talk show. I've never seen a guest in the middle of talking and Conan be like, hold on. We got to go. We have a commercial coming out. And she's so tiny. She sits on the little chair. Anyway. It's, it's adorable. This is the first, this is the first time that we really, or I felt like some sort of tiny female empowerment because she even walks out with that present and he's like is it for me and she's like nope it's for me and she uses it to get onto the chair and he's like yeah you're really you know you're doing it all for yourself and she's like you know just because I'm small I want everybody to know that I'm no different than I was before and blah 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 and of course then he goes to commercial yeah exactly yeah she's trying to get all empowered and hyped up yeah and then but then when they come back from commercial he says to her, like, did you ever find out what it is that's causing you to shrink? What is the problem? Now, she knows what the problem is. She could tell them. Um, but I do not like to take the side of giant hmm. corporate corporations. <laughs> Let's call them. Corporate corporations. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Does she really know? It's like, I mean, she knows, but she doesn't really know what caused this. I mean, we as the audience know, but we don't really know because no one else is shrinking. <laughs> like, she's the only person on the planet True. who this is happening Because it to. has to do with her biological makeup as well. So it's right, the way it's exactly. reacting to So again, I mean, there's supposed to be a little bit of tension here where Ned Beatty's like backstage being like, oh, don't let her say anything about our products. And, and her husband's like, he's even, he is even, when she looks over to him, he's like, all right. Go yeah, ahead, go he does like, nod to her it. like, "Go ahead, let it out." And she, she doesn't. doesn't like. She doesn't. She just says they don't know yet. Weird. Yeah, I know. I agree. I wanted her to be like, "Well, actually," or if she's going to hide it, then it becomes this. Then that's part of the thing. Is that? And this is all intercut with this company, this evil corporation. Oh, yeah. What are they called? The Organization for World Management. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. This. You know, Dr. Ruth Ruth and this other guy from the the strange paranormal hospital, whatever, they're part of this. And then there's another boss guy who he's in – he plays a bad guy in Gremlins too. Yeah, yeah. He's there and I guess he's the one really in charge. And they have Ned Beatty there too. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why they need Ned Beatty. I don't understand anyone's motivation. Yeah, the bad guy team, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's just so that we, we can have some 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 bad guys coming for Because like, like we've said, I don't even understand if all they need is her blood, why do they mm-hmm. need to keep her in a cage? And why don't they just take a blood sample when they're doing all the testing Ex- and exactly. use that blood sample? And why is it... How do it- they have... None of that blood on file. You know she went there. She's the first person ever to be shrinking. You know they took her blood. They have Why to, right? Why they just have that somewhere? But they and and I guess I guess because they also are studying her a bit to find out. Like, well, is she just oh, going to keep somebody shrinking? Following them, like there's somebody yes. spying. But on this her. this is they're spying. You're right. They're spying on her to kind of observe her, and then then they also decide that they want to make an offer to her, right? To kind of convince, there's plan A, plan B, and finally plan C is where they kidnap her. But plan A is to use um, Ned Beatty and and then her husband uh, to convince her to just come with them. 
to just, we're mm-hmm. going to make a doll out of you. You're, you know, you're this, like, m- this media phenomenon, and yeah. and we're going to mm-hmm. use that and, and kind of market it, I guess. It's a real, the good coats are in the back moment. Yes, of this. yes. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't fall for no. it. Like, she's like, no, I don't want a doll to be made of me. It's, and, but do, can we talk about how they present this when they come to dinner at their yeah. house and she gets drunk on champagne and he keeps spraying <laughs> champagne all over her? Cause she's, so they have two of the bad guys and Ned Beatty mm-hmm. and the husband, they all have dinner. I think they have Chinese food at, I guess it's their house. And she's obviously part of the dinner, so she's got her own little tiny dollhouse table. I think she has moved into the dollhouse now. Um, she has, yeah. yes. At one point, she's in a a little nativity scene yeah. dressed in a tiny Santa outfit. Yeah. I don't know where she got this. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, this is when she has moved into the dollhouse. Ken is there, too. Oh, yeah. Like she's got that. a Ken. Uh-huh. She's got her own Ken. She calls him Stan, I think, though. Um so she's sitting at her little tiny table and they kind of make this offer to her like we want to just take you away and we want to make a doll out of you and we'll pay all expense paid trip here. And mm-hmm. they're drinking. Groden's drunk. He's clearly a little bit tipsy at this dinner and he keeps pouring but spraying her with champagne. And yes. so she's lit. And she- It's crazy. Yes. How smashed she is. Well, she's a tiny person. Her, her yes, It's probably so easy for her to get so drunk. And he's literally bathing. He just spraying her down. I can only imagine when this scene was filmed, how she had to sit at a table and just keep getting, like, sprayed with water over and yeah, over just again. Somebody turns a fire hose mm-hmm. onto her a mm-hmm. couple times. Because it was, it was very funny. I like how she does has have this her own little tiny table with like a little table. She's wearing this like too. doll's beaded necklace because it's like these giant <laughs> beads on her yep. necklace. Uh-huh. Um, she doesn't want to do this even when she's all drunk and lit. She's like, no, I because they're like we could leave t- today, and Groden's like tonight's maybe maybe tomorrow, and she's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it ever. <laughs> and what is this? Okay, so then they leave, oh, yeah, and they're like, ask me about this. "They're like, all I right, well, this. Plan A didn't work, so how about Plan B?" And they just sideswipe a bunch of parked cars. What is that for? I don't know. I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was an accident. But then, what is it for? That's just Plan is B. Is that Plan B? I don't know. I don't know either. And the scene just keeps getting more hilarious because Charles Grodin is now upset. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, I was going to give you oh. <laughs> It is like a doll-sized see-through robe. Like, it is a sexy robe that a doll should wear. <laughs> Why did he get this for her? Why does she put it on? What is she thinking is going oh my to God. happen? Then she puts when it she on. falls into bed. And then it turns into the craziest <laughs> physical comedy of this movie. This majestic music comes on. And she literally is in this outfit. And she climbs, <laughs> literally has to climb up into her bed because she's mm-hmm. this tiny woman. Onto this pillow. Um, and then he moves. And she goes flying off the pillow onto a skateboard. Onto a skateboard. Where she now skates her sad self over into the front door of the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. 
Oh my god. What? What? I love it. That was I love this it. was the this was the funniest probably 3 minutes stretch of this movie. Oh, I had more fun with this movie than you did, but up but to yeah. this point because we have yet to meet a gorilla. Guys, oh there's yeah, a gorilla there's still a gorilla movie. coming. There's still and a gorilla. And it plays a huge part. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so the next day she's even smaller. This is when Concepcion is dancing around in hot pants. She curls up with her Ken doll at night. And when she wakes up in the morning, she's even smaller, even smaller. than the yes. Ken doll. Right. That's crazy small. Yeah. Um, and the media is outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to fry bacon, which is It looks terrible. Like, hilarious. This, is a, this is a really yeah. bad. A lot of the effects, a lot of the giant you know, utensils or, or props and yeah. all of that. A lot of it is very good. This bacon looks bacon like bacon is shit. like blankets. It yeah. is terrible. It really does look like strips of blankets that have been painted to look like bacon. Yeah. <laughs> and she drags it across like the pan yeah. or something. But this is when shit hit, like hits the fan because Concepcion's blasting music and she, the bacon starts to burn. Groden's pissed. He's like, He's like, why don't you just accept this offer? And, and she's like, no, I don't like these products. I don't like to be made into a product. And he's like. Yep. Still talking about the, the doll. He's like, the, but then you don't like my job because this is what I do. It paid for this radio because the radio is <laughs> fast and Concepcion's music that they're all. And like you said before, Concepcion's dancing all over the kitchen. And <laughs> he's just like avoiding her dance and looking at her like she's crazy. Even he's like, why do we have this woman? She's not even I really forgot. Helping. I forgot that that's what he said. <laughs> it paid for this radio. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. That's pretty funny. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is when we were talking about earlier. She falls into a garbage. Well, disposal. he decides to leave oh, him god. and the yes. kids. Right? right. He looks at her and he's like, "Listen, yes. we we can't do this anymore. We're going to leave." She is literally standing her tiny self on a soapbox and is like, "Well, I'm not going to do this." He's like, "When you're ready to get off your soapbox, give us yep. a call." And he leaves. And. She's trying to like she's trying to climb, I think, the window curtain in the kitchen to like say, No, guys, yeah. don't leave. And right. while she's doing that, she falls into the sink and into the garbage disposal. Into the garbage disposal. And, and this is when a bunch of terrible like styrofoam food falls on her. This is when she it's plays. It's pretty gross because there's a bunch of crap like it's pretty gross, all the goo and everything that falls on her. Well, and how Concepcion, much Concepcion puts in there. That's a lot yeah, of stuff. Concepcion is dumping a lot of yeah. stuff in there. And, yeah, I, I really – I was very worried. And Concepcion, this is when one of the guys who's spying on her distracts Concepcion yeah. at the front door yeah. while another dude just walks into the just kitchen. Walks, just turns it up. But I would have loved to see the guy that stole her, like, come in and, like, pick her yes, up. And, me like, too. Me too. Yes, we don't don't see it. It's just alluded to. Yes. But Concepcion doesn't know that she's been plucked out of the garbage disposal. She comes back into the kitchen, turns it on, and screams. Like, instantly knows because there's a little tiny shoe. (laughs) And so now she, and now is your favorite part. I love it. I love it. They dig her a tiny grave in the backyard. It's like a garden, it's like a tiny little garden plot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It has those like garden it has fencing. that wire yeah. garden fence around uh-huh. it. Would you do this? Like this seems wrong to me. 
this seems wrong if your spouse or any any normal human being shrank and was then killed why would you decide to bury you don't have a body they don't have a they body have to put body, in here no. but they dig a tiny grave like she said it's like a goldfish or a pet like we're yes. just gonna bury her in the backyard yeah, they put a shoe in a matchbook and just yeah. toss it in a tiny mm-hmm. hole and it's so rainy and they're all just in the backyard judith is there too i believe yes oh yeah judith she's all over this movie she might be in this movie more than pat i think <laughs> It, this is just so puzzle. It's just so baffling. And I know it's played for laughs. Like, I get it that it's supposed to be a joke, but I just, it seems so insensitive. <laughs> it really does. The woman is shrinking. There's no, there's no headstone. There's no marker. There's no nothing. No. It's like, let's bury her next to the gerbil that died last yeah, year. Yeah, she was too and tiny And I'll get to you stay. a new mom, kids. Yeah. What do you think of Concepcion? Yeah, how do you like Concepcion? We could yeah. teach her English. Or the neighbor. Think? She looks just like your yeah. mom. Why can't she just What about in? Judith? She's maybe. got all those fun products yeah. she sells. Yeah, maybe wear contacts like... and do something with your hair and you'll look just like her. The kids don't even have to know. Judith makes a comment at the funeral. No one will ever fill her shoes. Womp, womp. Thanks, womp. Judith. Not Judith. Oh. <clears throat> well. Well. She's Guys, not dead. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman movie has ended. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman 2 has just started. The second mm-hmm. season of The Incredible Shrinking Woman 2 starts with a bang because monkeys are screaming at us. Yep. We've got chimps. We've got orangutans. And we've got a gorilla who knows sign language. Oh, my and God. And can move an entire cage with his body. He can move around that whole... Well, she can move an entire cage with a pencil, so really... Oh, yeah, what is she doing with the pencil? What was she trying to do? She was trying to get over to the phone. To the phone, But instead, she almost pushed herself directly off the table. (laughs) She's not doing a great job. (laughs) But, yeah, she's... For for a lab, P.S., so now she's in this lab, and it looks more... It's literally like, like a room... A tiny closet-like room that also has, I guess, all the monitors are in in there and some of the animals in the cages, including But you say some of the animals. What is this? Where is this? Where are we? What's going on? This is in either the world headquarters place or in... Okay. I think that's where they are. And do they have their own police force? They have so many security (laughs) police people. It's insane. So many, right? There's so like many. There's Every time a, a dozens. door opens, there's ten of them standing And they there. just shoot. What about how they just shoot at that one door? They just shoot it down. It's crazy because there's a bunch of police in the room and there's yeah. a bunch outside and they just open fire on this yeah. door. Now there's a shrinking woman on the loose Your here. Your guys are on the other side yeah. of the door. Danger. Well, we, wait, we do... We don't have the shootout yet. First, we just see that she's being held captive. Right. By Ruth, um, Ruth, and the by other Ruth, doctors. By Ruth, Ruth, yes. and the other doctors. And we meet Sydney. He's the gorilla that knows sign language. And we meet, I don't remember his name, Todd, the goofy guy who kind of cares for the animals. And um, Can't we just like call him Shaggy? Said, it is such a totally shaggy, shaggy character. Yeah, he's totally shaggy. When she tries to tell him, like, hey, I'm, I'm Pat... 
I was going to say Pat Moriarty. Pat, no, it's, it's Pat Marina. You're thinking of the Karate That's Kid. Yeah, the Karate Kid, yes. no. Pat Kramer. She says, I'm Pat Kramer. I would love for her to go, I'm Pat Marina. And he's like, mm, I'm not buying that one, lady. Well, he doesn't buy it either that she's Pat Kramer. He's like, no, no, they told me you'd say that. You've been cloned to be her. And she's like, what? He even says something like, why does everybody keep telling me they're not a clone? Like, this has happened before to Well, him. who's that other screaming woman they brought in earlier? We don't know. <laughs> I um, would love to see just a box in the corner with an vet- arm <laughs> now limp. Who knows? Maybe she's dead <laughs> hanging out in that basement with this. Yeah. And why do they why do they give this gorilla all these pain pills? That does not seem safe. Oh, yeah. Dumps he knows off. sign language. So- hundreds of these fistfuls <laughs> of pain pills. His monkey's just jamming them in his mouth. He knows sign language so he could tell them that his head hurts. <laughs> and yeah, they give him just he's just like spraying himself with pain pills yeah, in there. Because the guy like, well? Shaggy's like I don't know, he's saying his head hurts. And Dr. Ruth is like, I think he's just addicted to pain pills. <laughs> I would love it, by the way, if he was like a like a strung out a gorilla that out, like just... couldn't get his act together because he's all on pain pills. Sorry, it's not for those that do struggle. It's But to see a gorilla with the... Anyway. Yes, or slash man in a gorilla suit. This oh, is crazy. With the kindest yeah. eyes. Was this Tony Danza in a gorilla suit? I feel like maybe it was. <laughs> no, no. Because this gorilla had the sweetest eyes. I got to tell um, you, the gorilla suit... It's really good. It, it is good really good. I mean, you sure. can tell it's a guy in a gorilla suit, but it doesn't look like your typical guy in a gorilla right. suit. It's a little better than some of our uh, than our guy in the wolf suit for the haunted honeymoon. Say, yes, yeah. I okay. like how it was a wolf suit. It was just a mask. The wolf, wolf mask. <laughs> <laughs> they try to get Sydney to steal the keys first. She tries to convince him, but that doesn't work out so well. She sees. She oh. sees like this folder. With, it's her with file. Classified her file. information. And she's like, oh, I have this classified information. Now the world can know. Again, it comes well, to she nothing. Reads, but it's a, no, no, no. It's kind of, well, yes and no. Yeah. She reads her file, and that's when she finds out what they want to do with her, right, how they right. want to shrink the world. And then she tells this gorilla that and then finally they tell Shaggy that too. Like, read it in the file. This is what they want to do. And that's when finally everyone is on board right? Um, to free her, right? Oh, she does make a call. Yeah, she gets to make a call to her husband. Yeah, she gets to Charles Grodin and she's like, I'm alive. And the whole conversation's weird because he's just on the other end being like, Pat, Pat, is that you? Pat, where yeah. are you? Pat, Pat, Pat. She's trying to have a conversation with him. He's yelling, Pat. They get disconnected. And, of course, it's her character from laughing. The lady at the switchboard. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. She's really doing it all in this movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. And we have the longest. Like, they're finally, they finally break out of their cage because they convince Shaggy that she's not a clone. Right. And that the monkey's great. So he helps them break out. And it is. It did remind me of Going Ape. Oh, like the going yes. ape chase scene. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that because they, they do, yeah, they run around, lots of cops. They go, there's an elevator. They hang How many in times the elevator. Is that elevator. The gorilla gives the finger. And it, yes, yep. 
Oh, yeah. No, the elevator. Yeah. The elevator opens and closes several times for Shaggy, who runs and slides in and out of the elevator. Yeah. He appears to be getting off at the same floor each time. Each time. The gorilla gets in the elevator, and then they think they're going to. Oh, and she has attached herself now to the gorilla's collar. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't look very good. Every time they show her, I'm like, what? This happened. Every literally every time I had to remind myself, oh, she's in the collar because it looks terrible. They're about to be freed. They're stuck in the elevator, and then she convinces him to go up the elevator shaft, and they they do some swinging. It's crazy. Then finally they get out, and I guess this facility is very close to the shop and save where she grocery shops. So when the gorilla is out in the public of course there's some panic and craziness that happens we have so judith the guy's still trying to sell yes. canned cheese as well the, she's cheese guys is there now judith is there too outside mm-hmm. of the store um and this is when uh pam gets in front of a microphone and can sh- uh, pat sorry that's funny because the boss calls her pam and pat every now and then his oh, boss he? never okay. gets her name All right, right. So everyone has thought thinks that she's dead the whole Nation has mourned her because they were following her, and now they were sad that she died in a tragic house home accident when we thought she was in the garbage disposal. I really lost interest at this point. Yeah, this I is mean, when you're like, wait, once there's... They, yeah, once they started to break out with the that monkey... That chase scene, you lost I was just it. Yeah. out, and it took me until she was on the microphone... Because now you're like ready. Get back into yeah. it, yes. Yes, because she's she gets and yeah, everyone is there. <laughs> everyone gathers around, yes. and you think she's gonna like tell you what the problem mm-hmm. was or give you some sort of like note on society, and she doesn't. She's just like, I wish my husband was here. He gets there just in the nick of time yep. with the kids, mm-hmm. and then she disappears. A final final words, something yeah. something big, mm-hmm. and no, they. <laughs> Just like I'm shrinking, I'm going away. Everybody, hey kids, I'm not scared. And the kids are crying. I was like, this is sadder than this. Gets very sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. And even on the news, they're like, and then she just blew away. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, all right. That is it's terrible. I don't know. I have expected another scene, like another really terrible scene of her, like super small, like with atoms all around her oh yeah like yeah, yeah yeah i kind of wanted to see something like that but instead we see all these chemicals that spilled on the ground yeah. and created a pool and we see the pool like slightly moving yeah. around a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. but now the world thought she died the first time right and it was sad and everything and the local news reported on it now the world knows she's yes. dead and it is a event oh yeah Candlelight vigil. At one point, they say worldwide mourning. Well, and they Which say that such a shocking. tiny person did something that leaders want to do. She brought the world together. But doing what? I don't know. By dying and being For doing small. nothing. Yeah. Right. And that's the other thing. Her final words which she didn't have like if it was if it meant something right i could see like i could understand because we hear radio transmissions from england and france sure. and everything mm-hmm. and i understand she literally shrank we've never seen that before like i get it it's a big deal but just the fact that there are candle vigils throughout the world yeah really well and it, it really? would have been like if if she shrank and then was like and you know, Shaggy has page 10 that explains everything. Sure. Like, 
But no, he just walks away. Yeah, and and the, with the monkey or the the gorilla. Um, if the news when they were mourning her also touched on the fact that she's you know helped open our eyes up to what the chemicals in our products are doing to us, and that was part of her legacy. Like they just leave it that her legacy was that she was the incredible shrinking woman. Yes, <clears throat> which. Right. Seems like you said yes, an ama- like an amazing novelty that she's shrinking. That's but there was something else to it that we didn't that we kind of touched on, but then you let it go. Which is like I don't know. It's kind of a weird anti message. Which is why was she great? Why was she yeah, incredible? Yeah. Because she was a shrinking woman, yeah. not because of the person she was or anything or, well, like that. And. It was just, oh, she shrank, and isn't that a weird, crazy thing? Yeah, yeah. Is this is this organization ever arrested by police? Or the, is Dr. Ruth Ruth ever taken away in handcuffs? No, never. Well, the one, his boss does ask to be arrested. Remember? They're like, wait, what did you do? He's like, oh, you're going to need to just arrest yeah. me. And I'm like, what are they arresting you for? Like. What conspiracy what to all this. Do? He was part conspiracy? of, yeah, I guess, he was I guess part so. of all, all right. of it. He knew the whole time that it was wrong, but he did it anyway. All right. Okay. Um, I guess that's illegal. Well, <laughs> so she's gone. We're sad. Uh, yes. Even Concepcion's very sad. She's wearing all black. She's wearing all black. She's so skinny. She's, like, she's so tiny. I am. She looks frail. She might be shrinking. She does. She she has that Giada look to her. You know, Giada or Giada. Giada. De Laurentiis. She ever, you know, that cook? Because her cook? head is okay, so yeah. big, but her body her is so is tiny. Enormous. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You're right. Yeah. She looks like a walking lollipop. Yes. Yeah. But, well, the police show up. Mm-hmm. And they escort someone into the house. Proclaimed and it's Pat. She's back. It's Pat. Full size. She is full size. Yeah. Full size uh-huh. Pat. Uh-huh. Again, she's like, I don't know. I found a bunch of chemicals and now I'm big again. Like, right? Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. And everybody's really They're happy. They're overjoyed. Like, They're overjoyed. They're so happy. Their gorilla is living with them yeah. now, too. Yeah, gorilla's upstairs. I love how we see Shaggy in a bar watching. Oh, yeah, with a lady on it. Who's on his lap, by the way? I don't know, but I'm like, so the monkey's like, see you later, Shaggy. I'm going to go live with this I got to hit, yeah, I got this go family. Go to the bar, loser. Like, it's it's really weird that Shaggy's not there at the end. But he's not. The gorilla is. And they're back together as a family. P.S. He even has her wedding ring, and he, to show her that, and he tries to put it back on her finger, and uh-oh, it's. It's not easy to get on the finger. What's she takes it from him? She tries to put it on herself. She looks down at her foot, and now her foot's starting to grow out of her shoe. So now she's the incredible growing woman. Mm -hmm. But again, she looks pretty pleased with it. Oh yeah, she's like, I'm ready. Well, this is going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Well, and I think again, if if I wish that the movie went into this this parallel more but she was a shrinking woman she was shrinking in her size and in who she was mm-hmm. in her voice mm-hmm. and who she was in this world but after this experience now she's becoming the growing woman the expanding woman in in not just the physical sense but you know she's, she's she's taken over <laughs> she's here she comes She's taking over. Move over, Concepcion. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like a freeze frame on her shoe or whatever. And uh, that's it. Incredible Shrinking Woman, 1981. 81. That's very early. I have early. a feeling 
You enjoyed it. I did. I did. I definitely see the flaws that you've pointed out, and I definitely see where I wish things were different. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. I did like the message, even though I think that it could have been a bit stronger of a message. I really liked watching Willie Tomlin. I I had fun with mm-hmm. the silliness of the gorilla and all of the <laughs> nuttiness that happened throughout it. I didn't remember. I didn't remember the gorilla, but the things I remembered, <laughs> I didn't. That's why I was like, oh, and now this. And, but I, I, I did have this nostalgic with all, I remember watching it and being like, wow, if you're an actress and that's what you get to do, that's so fun. Like I remember as a kid watching this movie and thinking that, and again, I, so it was, it was nice. It was nice for me. I, I could see that. I could see it. I could see it being a fun movie to make. I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, either. I don't know. To me, and I know I'm really like poking holes in the message because I thought it was just so strange. Like yeah. I just thought it was so misguided and they didn't – they're saying a lot of things. Sure. But they're not doing a lot with that. Yeah, yeah. But my biggest issue, I just – I don't think it was as fun as I wanted it to be. Yeah. I really wanted them to lean into the – comedy of this well and, and like i said didn't. in the first half if it kept going with that energy from the first half like the galaxy glue in yep. the sh- yes. then you would have i think had more of the movie that you were looking for um but it does take a turn it's it is like you said it's like two different right. seasons of a movie or now, two- <laughs> i will i will say this and i'm speaking directly to our patrons mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. This is not as bad as Haunted Honeymoon. Oh, Haunted yeah. Honeymoon is wretched. Yeah. Like I, I agree. could I could probably sit through this again. I don't think I would recommend it to people, but I never want to see Haunted yeah, Honeymoon. I, again. I, agree. I, I like, agree. This is better than that, even though I really don't think it's very good. I agree. Do you have a recommendation yeah. then for it? You it? know what? I this is not the recommendation I wrote down, but it was something that I kept thinking about during the movie. Uh-huh. I'm gonna recommend 1989's Batman. Oh, okay. I talked about Tim Burton earlier. Oh, yeah. I talked about Edward Scissorhands. But this reminded me of, remember in Batman when the Joker's like, I poisoned some of your products that you guys use in your hair oh, and your yeah, makeup and you don't yeah. know what. Uh-huh. And everybody just stops putting on makeup and stuff and there's like the scene of the news reporters and they just look like hot garbage because oh, yeah, they're yeah. not putting makeup on. That is what I thought of several times during this movie. All right. So that's my recommendation. Good recommendation. Good yeah. one. Yeah, what about I you? see the parallel. Have you ever seen, I don't know, well, you uh I think it's on True TV, the show At Home with Amy Sedaris. I was going to say, if it's not March Madness, <laughs> I have not seen it on True TV. I think that's what it's on. I don't know no. the network she's on. Well, you know Amy okay. Sedaris, right? Do you yes, know? yes. So she has this, it's called At Home with Amy Sedaris, and she does this kind of mock um, home, like, it's like a cooking show and a crafting show, and she's okay. a wild right. nut anyway. That's kind but of fun. But similarly, like fun. she plays all these different characters. Like, she plays herself hosting the show, and then she plays her wacky neighbor, Patty Hogg, and then she plays another. So, And then she's got all these weird misfit characters that fit in, like the lady in the woods who gives advice about crafting with natural things. And it's just... And she, too, has, like, this message about, like, 
housekeeping and baking and stuff, right. but it's very, it's the same kind of feel as this movie where sometimes I watch the show and it's hilarious. And sometimes I'm like, this is just wacky. What is happening? <laughs> okay. And seeing Amy play all these different roles and immediately, as soon as when, when Lily, and then when we saw the incredible shrink Pat and then, um, the neighbor, Lady Judith, I was like, oh my God, this is where Amy Sedaris gets her ideas from. This is how it all began in her little life. So it really is a funny show. It's just very unique. Um, but the, the episodes are short. So if you just want, and it's crazy. It's like sometimes you're like, what the hell is happening right now? All right. No, Shoot. no, I'll have to check it out because I don't know. I'm always looking for something else to watch. So before we talk about what movie we're going to be doing next yeah. time, we want to talk about our anniversary episode, which happens at the end of May. Wow. And every anniversary episode, we sort of leave it up to you to vote. So we're going to do something very different mm -hmm. this time around mm -hmm. in that we are going to be talking about an 80s documentary. A documentary. And we're, and we're still trying to work up the titles. At the end of next episode, we will tell you the titles. They'll be on Twitter. Everybody vote on Twitter. And then we will cover the winning documentary. documentary. Beautiful. Um, but, yeah, we thought it would be something different, yeah. something fun. And uh, we'll see. What were but the we'll, documentaries we'll... like in the 80s? I don't know. What were they like? Did we learn anything? I don't know. Were they about household product chemicals? Maybe. Maybe. How serious a documentary can we do? Probably not very. Mm. So, Jamie, next episode. We're going to visit a genre that we don't visit a whole lot at all. And we're finally going to see an actor that is a staple of 80s movies. We're going to talk about a movie starring Mr. Chuck Norris. Oh. It's, the movie is called Code of Silence. It was released in 1985. On the day our next episode will air. That's why we're that's going the to choice. talk about that's it. That's why the choice was made. Yeah, that's why the choice was made. And also, we just don't do, like, we don't do action movies. We don't do shoot 'em up like, cop movies. Or I don't even know what he is in this. I am, I'm intrigued to watch this. Because these are types of movies that when I was a kid... I kind of pretended to like, but uh, I never really liked. Okay. Because most boys of 12, 13, This is what you were 14, watching, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Rambos out there, yeah. the, all the Schwarzenegger movies. I never really liked them, but I certainly pretended to. You had to. Everybody else seemed sure, to. Sure, sure. I have never seen a Chuck Norris movie, and I've probably only seen five or six I've never seen one that I've liked. I cannot stand him as an actor. He's, yeah, I see why. I don't know why he's a meme. I don't know why um, he's such a... I guess it's a joke, but I also think there's people that think that he's like a a true American hero, like legitimate. Sure. I don't, I don't understand the appeal, but maybe I will after watching this movie. Maybe we'll both be into it. I don't know. Maybe we... Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have to do maybe we'll, a whole month of Chuck Yeah, Norris maybe then. it's going to be like Chunk, Chuck November for us. No Roris Vember. Mm-hmm. No Roris Vember. Not even Norris Vember. No Roris. What do you added another O in But maybe it will. You don't know. You don't we'll know. We'll do... 
Yeah, right. Move over, Sly's giving <laughs> no Rorus members coming your way. But anyway, it's Code of Silence. I actually just looked. It's on Amazon Prime. So Great. if you have Prime, it's there. It's, it's free. Check yeah. it out. Uh, but that's what we're going to be doing next episode. Coming at you. Um, so thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. I really, I really appreciated getting to see this movie. This little like back, like this little walk through memory lane for myself, mm-hmm. and just to, I, I liked it, Michelle. And I hope that you liked our discussion of it. I'm sure. Okay. I mean, me too. All right. <laughs> I mean, me too. As in, I didn't like it, but I hope you enjoyed hope, our discussion. Yeah. And even if I don't like it. I am willing to watch anything. We're going yeah. to watch a Chuck Norris yeah. movie Yeah, and we, we know how you feel about Chuck. Yeah, we're not picky no. over here. Mm-mm. So if anybody wants to program episodes for us, go to patreon.com slash goodtimesgreatmovies. It is at the $15 level. Um, so go check it out. You know, think about it. And we'll talk to you next time. That sounds Boy, good. Boy, that's a clunky way yeah. to end this. <laughs> wow. And follow us on the things, the Facebooks. Twitters, all Instagrams, the, all, the all of those things. Can I do a little galaxy clue? Mm-hmm. Galaxy clue. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Galaxy clue. Great. All right. It's amazing. That is perfect. I feel like uh, maybe I'll end this episode with a galaxy glue theme song. I just did it for us. You don't have to. All right. I just then I don't it. need to. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> silence now. Everybody, talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Bye-bye. Galaxy Glue, Galaxy Glue. What would we do without Galaxy Glue? Galaxy Glue, Galaxy Glue. Life would go to pieces without Galaxy Glue. to the sky Look up and there's another one to buy And I wonder why I can't live my life without them They stick to me They stick to you Galaxy Blue Tissue of bull scrotum. No, speaking of this particular scene when she's inside yeah. the... Did it remind you all of um, Truth or Dare or like those... That Nickelodeon show where they would dump you all mean the... You double, double dare, dare, not Truth or Dare. <laughs> dare. I'm not going to tell you which boy I like, Jamie. <laughs> I'd like to take a minute and just talk to everybody about a podcast called The Magic Lantern. It is on our... Uh, podcast network, part of our podcast network called the 25th frame. And if you have any interest in seeing a listing of all the podcasts, just go to 25thframemedia.com. So the Magic Lantern is a movie podcast hosted by Cole Relaine and Erica Long. Uh, They're a husband and wife duo. And every other week, 
they highlight a particular film that one of them loves. They swap back and forth. And they have an in-depth discussion of that film. If you like our show, I recommend giving them a shot. They are not as goofy as we are. They take what they do very seriously. So that is a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, not to say that they're not funny. They're quite humorous when they need to be, or when they want to be, rather. But they also bring film knowledge to the table. They don't just make up nonsense on the fly or forget actors' names or directors' filmography like Jamie and I do. They have done their homework. They bring it to the table, and their conversations are quite enjoyable. Um, it's a it, – this is just me personally – uh, it's a very soothing podcast as well, and I think it has to do with their voices. And I've told them both this, you know, if if I can, if I die tragically young, and I can have somebody eulogize uh, my funeral, it would be them. I would ask them to fly up. They're all the way in Austin, Texas. I know it wouldn't be cheap, but I would really appreciate them doing this. Uh, their voices are wonderful. So even for that fact. Even just to see what my personal taste in great podcast voices are, give them a listen. I think you'll stick around for the content, but just start there. Um, again, they are called The Magic Lantern. Their podcast actually comes out every other week, um, just like ours. Ours comes out on a Friday, and theirs comes out that Monday. Uh, so if you're looking for something else movie-related to listen to, if you want to be turned on to different movies as well they they do touch on popular films yes um but just as regularly or probably even more frequently they touch on more obscure films or foreign films uh art house films they talk about animated films they talk about sci-fi they talk about horror they really run the gamut and i think that that's what i like about the podcast is the diversity of the films they choose, and also, again, the hosts' voices. So, everybody, The Magic Lantern, check it out. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again in two weeks. Remember, what are we watching? I've forgotten, because I'm recording this on a separate day. We're watching something with Chuck Norris. Okay, again, The Magic Lantern doesn't screw up like this.